live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on January 1st, 2019. New year, huh? New year. Resolution. <laughs> New year. Things are going to be different this year, huh? How we doing? I haven't talked to you since last year. Ugh! They killed when I was in second grade. But there are still adults doing it. Wow. Wow. Please. God. Oh, wow. Uh, listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. You know, before I, before I even keep going, you know, back to those uh, those uh, depositories, leave a review, huh? Do yourself a fucking good thing this year and leave me a review. Plenty have done it before. Why don't you join our party? Why don't you join? Mindlessly, aimlessly join a uh, faction. We'll goose step to the town square, you know, and we'll listen to the raving madman. Oops, a little too close to home for some. Oh, Nazi, uh, libtard, yeah, whatever. Uh, So let's talk about inconsistency. This podcast. Oh, I missed a week. Oh, here's two two for the price of one. Oh, I'll talk to you before New Year's. Oh, and I didn't. You know, it's all just lies. It's like United Airlines, which I'll get to. Because uh, I really don't have a ton of material, so this might be a 30-minute diatribe uh, with, with 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 shots fired across the bow to United Airlines. And it's not even just United Airlines. It's just the whole goddamn system, which, again, we'll get to. I'm not talking inconsistency in the sense of, you know, like John Stark's Game 7 1994 NBA Finals. 94 95, where he went like 2 for 17. I'm talking about, like, uh, inconsistency, uh, you know, Brett Gardner. You know, when you're on, you're on. When you're off, you're off. It's like, hey, you know, what kind of player are you, huh? <laughs> We're going to get Bryce Harper because you did. Anyways. So, yeah, there was no podcast last week. Um, just running around in Puerto Rico. It was not one of those Puerto Rico trips where you get uh, me half in the bag at, uh, on the vacation. No, there was none of that. It was going from one uh, place to another. Which, hey, listen, sometimes you got to do that. You know, there's a lot of people we got to see and... That's the way it is sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bitch and moan about that too much. But, I mean, that, that's when you try to squeeze in everything when people are 5,000 miles away, I mean, that's what's going to happen. So, I'm uh, I'm not going to get too angry about that, huh? Yeah, let's ring in the new year. The last of the uh, cucumber mint. Uh, yeah, I've already finished off a few beers. But not going out to the store yet, even though there is a uh, Mega Millions, which is in uh, two and a half hours, which I got to maybe get to. Yeah, hi. Can I have the winning one? <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> they must get that. Like, how many times a day do they get that shit? Can I have the winning one? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's a, you know, I was on the I was on the plane today, and someone said to me that it was the flight attendant. And it wasn't even anything. You know, this is just I talk about how I'm a nice guy, I am, how much of a nice guy I am, and how I'm really not that much of a pissed off asshole. And then I'm getting on that, you know, you're going down the little tube area, ready to get on the plane, and, you know, think of that hollow. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. How are you? How are you? Hey, hey, welcome aboard. Hey, hey, good to see you. Huh? And, this, you know, we start moving, the lady goes, Happy New Year. I'm just in my mind. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> just like, fuck. It, it's so inappropriate. It's, Brian, can you be nice? Can you just say, Happy New Year? I, obviously, I didn't say fuck you, but I'm in my head, I'm like, fuck you. You know, Happy New Year. You know, I'm just, I think back to that David Spade and the, the, was it Helen Hunt for all of them? I know she was there for one of them. Bye bye, bye bye. It's just—it's not even real. It's all crap. So some of you probably saw my little hissy fit on Twitter today about uh, United Airlines, and uh, I guess let's uh, not bury the lead, huh? So United Airlines, which I always have an issue with, and why, Brian, do you continue to take that airline? Well, you know, here's the thing: the least, you know, the next least expensive airline after this trip. 
was like $500 less. So as, as much as I hate United Airlines and I haven't had good experiences with them in the past, like, I'm not a Rockefeller. Like, I'm going to get them. They got you. We're, we're, we're you know, it, the short hairs. They got you. I mean, you, you got it. The airlines are such pieces of shit. They, they can do whatever they want, and you're still going to come crawling back like like dope fiends. You're going to keep coming back. Oh, that, that shit almost killed me. Can I get another sample? I mean, you're coming back. Literally, in an airline. It might kill you. So today, again, I won't make this the whole show, but large majority. So here we go. You know, we, we schedule this trip, which is, costs so goddamn much, but um, lost my train of thought already. Okay, yeah, so I noticed, not I noticed, we have to get a hotel in Houston, as I mentioned on the last podcast, as we're going to spend New Year's Eve, and you know, what a shitty hotel. You know, I, I, I gather... I gathered and I and I see that you're close to the airport. You're going to hear the airlines, you know, the airplanes flying and all that. Understood. Got it. Makes sense. But, you know, everything else about that place sucked. You know, a bar that closes at 11 or you know, it didn't have any beer on draft. I mean, this is what I look for in my hotel bar. Should have done a lot better. You should have seen the piles of slop that were given to me for, for dinner. Holy shit. That was worse than frozen Elios. It was just like, here's a flatbed margarita pizza. It looked like a pile of dog shit. And, and oh, and we got the hummus and chips. Oh, it was, uh, it was just like sun chips and a pile of stale hummus. Oh, beautiful. Love it. Yeah. That's the way it's done, baby boy. Oh, yeah. And my wife's uh, spinach salad was literally spinach with cut up eggs and tomatoes. No, 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 no fanciness on that. Didn't dress that up. No, no, no. Can't put lipstick on a pig sometimes. Not in that case at all. But anyways, my main point with United Airlines here is that, you know, they, they schedule this itinerary. They allow this itinerary where you'd have a 13-hour labor where, where, you know, you, you'd have to get a hotel room in Houston, which is a beautiful, beautiful state. Love Texas. Love Texas. My uh, 11 hours are just spectacular. Um, but you check bags, right? You allow this. You have to ch- get your bag back and then check it again the next morning. So... This, this is what United already knows. United already knows that, guess what? If these people are checking bags, we are fucking them and doing it to them twice. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, and, and you see me on Twitter getting mad at the United Airlines. And this is the first time I did it publicly. I've had major issues with them privately. Oh boy, Brian's mad. But I mean, through direct message to get information and then just say, hey, this is ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry. It's unfortunate you feel that way. We'll pass that on to upper management or, or, or to, the, to the right sources. So we can try to alleviate these problems in the future for customers. It's just like, we can you cut the bullshit? Just stop. Do you ever solve anything? So, you know, I said this, I said this earlier uh, on direct message to them. They said, oh yeah, you got to pay it again. So I just like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm muttering under my breath like an old man, like I'm Clint Eastwood, Grant Torino. No racial slurs, but you know, just, just, just doing it. And, uh, and then we do today. I find the person when we're checking in, do we have to do this? Oh yeah, you have to do that. Okay. Hey, that's, that's ridiculous. I have to say it's ridiculous to every single person, just so they know. We get up to the, yeah, this is another thing with, with United Airlines. See, if you listen to the Bill Burr podcast, Bill Burr, who is a goddamn saint, by the way, I don't, he didn't really do anything, but I just want to say he's a saint. He, he always says, look at the, what, what these big businesses are making us doing by going to those self checkout things. And listen, I, I'll admit, I go to them sometimes too. I go to them when, 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 you know, the other lines, cause you know, now all of a sudden you have 25 lines and five of them are open and oh, by the way, the self checkout's open. So they have laid off. They have gotten rid of, they no longer use all of that workforce to do those 25 aisles because all of us idiots are going to that self checkout thing. But I mean, I don't go to it when it's just open and the other ones are just open, but 
You know, if you got a mile line out the ass of the other one, yeah, I'm going to do the self-checkout. But they're making us do their job. And United has done the same thing. And I don't know if it's going on at all the other airlines because I normally don't check my bags. My wife had to check her bag because there was liquid in it. So, you know, now we have to print out the big thing. You know, you wait in line to check in. You The big, the, the, the check slip tag, whatever. And then you have to wait in another line to then bring it to the gate to put it on the conveyor belt. It's like, do we even, where's my check for this? Do I have to serve drinks on the plane as well? What the fuck? It never ends. But again, you know, I, I said to every one of those, oh yeah, yeah you, you got to pay twice. You got to pay twice. Which again, it, it, and I said to the person that's running the United account, I apologize. It is not your fault. You know, you are simply, you have a job as a social media person. You are answering questions from sometimes irate and unreasonable, like myself, customers. And that sucks because I've been in that world before. I've dealt with people on the phone for a long time, trying to explain to them what exactly is the issue. And if they don't like it, then go to hell. I've never used those words, but they, they read between the lines. They've gotten that. And you can get away with that in certain positions that I've held in the past because there's really no repercussions because, well, <laughs> you know, Uncle Sam. But anyways, so, I mean... I, 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 it's still in my mind, still angry about that. And I, again, I said to the person, you know, you have these, these, these corporate just weasels who have money fights all day, who don't give a shit about the common Joe. And that, that's basically what it is. And they say, oh, and again, I, I know what this is all about. The last three minutes have been about $30. You know what? I'm sick of this shit though. I'm like, you know who I am? I, I, I'm like Michael Douglas and falling down sans the, the like shooting people and whatnot. I'm sick of just confiding to everyone. I I, I want to be happy with everyone. I, I want to, you know what I did? I held some lady's coffee while she got into the shuttle today. You know, I just say, hey, I'll hold that for you. Come on in. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Hey, I'm a nice guy. That's what I do. You hear me, United? But and then this is the second thing with United. So we get on the plane. My wife and I, we made the mistake. We tr we're trying now to do this thing, aisle, aisle. So we're right next to each other, but we're not right next to each other. We've got the space. We have the freedom. We own the row. When you have the aisle, you own the row. You are the leader. You are the king or queen. Rey or reina. See? 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 Look how the Spanish I'm picking up in Puerto Rico. Boy, I put my you – know, I'm such a dickhead, too. I, I, my, my cousins – not my cousins. My wife's cousin. She brought her boyfriend, who's actually, who's, yeah, from, from the area here. He didn't speak any Spanish. And, like, he, you know, we're at a place where everyone basically speaks English for me. Now they're speaking it for him. And then I started speaking a little Spanish. And I don't really speak it in the sense of conversational, but I know phrases that can just jump in and make it look like I know what I'm talking about. And I was just, I just looked like such a dick. I don't know why I did it. It was, it was completely unnecessary, but I just felt like, doing huh? And he's just like, well, Brian, you know more than more, no more than you actually give yourself credit for. And I'm just like, ah, no, come on, <laughs> come on, stop it, stop it, stop it. This is like a torture chamber in here right now with the gas that I am expelling. It's just, hey, let's think about being on, and listen, some of you animals, sometimes I do it too, but when you're on a plane and you have to pass gas, I was on a four hour flight yesterday, real quick, back to the hotel, pounded some food, pounded some beers, woke up, pounded some coffee, then got on another plane. How do you think I feel right now with everything that's been uh, uh, bottled up inside me? So, yeah, it is a disgusting smell that could clear out an entire auditorium right now. So, how's that for a visual, uh, visual of the olfactory senses experience, right? So, anyways, back to the United uh, thing. Um, do I have any other stories other than United? So I think I have a few. Um, 
Yeah, well, we get to that. But uh, <laughs> so United, we, we like I said, we picked the aisles. And to the, but this flight we had to pick um, aisle and window, hoping that the person, no one would select that middle seat, right? So United screws up somehow. They they're like, oh, but you. So the guy that sat down in the middle. They're like, oh, this isn't your seat. You have that seat. And he's like, actually, this is my original seat. Oh, but we have you over here. And then there's this poor woman with her kid, you know. And they're just like, well, we're and they're trying to work with the people across from us. Like, well, how about you sit here and you sit there? And like, I feel bad for the woman and her kid. But then she says to my wife, how can how about you sit in the middle? And I barked my wife is actually a little surprised i barked i just said no you're not sitting in the middle and then i turned i didn't want to get into it i just it's just such an asshole i just then turned to my window and look out the look out at the other planes while we're just sitting there and <laughs> not even on the runway in the tarmac area there and then you know says something again how about you sit there and i and i said to said said to my wife said how about you sit in the middle and i just said to lady i go we chose these seats these specific seats so we don't sit in the middle. Oh, sir, I understand that. I understand. No, apparently you don't understand that. I didn't say that, but I did say the first part. It's just, I, I'm fucking sick of this. And and I feel bad for this lady and her kid. This, but there's two things that happen here. Either she didn't plan her goddamn trip right where she sat with her kid. Or United, accommodate your goddamn customers. It's ridiculous. You overbook a flight like that. And then, oh, sir, you know, well, listen, we require you because we rip everyone off the airline industries. Let's, let's, let's require you to book a flight for this outrageous fucking price five months in advance. Let's remind you to check in. And then when we're sitting here, oh, by the way, you want to just screw up your entire plans you've had there? I mean, and I granted people are saying, Brian, it's the middle. Jeez, get a, get, get a grip. I get it. And you know what? If for like a 45 minute or an hour flight, I would have taken the goddamn mill. That's probably a lie, but I probably, maybe. It's a four-hour flight. Now I'm just going to take the middle just because you can't do your goddamn job right or your superiors can't, can't, can't put their policy and procedure into effect correctly? Screw this. I'm so sick of this shit. I'm, I'm writing a letter to United. And then I said to him, oh, souls. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. <laughs> do you have any other fucking language than the like, corporate apology speak? Do you ever solve any problems? So that was my that that was my issues. I know when you think about the the grand scope of the entire world, Brian, those are your goddamn issues. There are people can't probably don't have anything to eat tonight. No, I mean they to drink, are living in filth, and you're complaining about possibly having to sit in the middle on an airplane, which is a luxury form of travel. Yeah, but you know what? If someone were complaining about charter jets, I would listen to them too. I probably would be you know looking at them like, oh god, it must be rough. So that's probably what the people who ride buses all the time are thinking about me, but. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Anyways, that is uh, 15 minutes of why I hate United Airlines. But again, the same, the same bullshit. You know, next time they have a flight that's much cheaper than the next one that I want, guess where I'm going back to? I'm going back to United. I'm going back and I'm smiling and say, hey, can I sit in the middle? <laughs> I'll be there again. There's nothing you can do. Because it's the one form of travel that has decreased throughout the years. Everything else has increased in terms of luxury and comfort for the actual consumer. But because theirs is so elite upon, you know, over trains or buses or, or cars or whatever the, whatever you want it to be. Because it's so elite and nothing compares to it. They got you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And they can treat you like shit. I mean, have you ever tried to get anything out of your bag on an airline? They squeeze you in so, if you want, they squeeze you in so goddamn tight. You want to try to get something out of your bag? I hope you're like a gymnast. You have amazing flexibility. 
You need Stacy Ogman in there, the Plastic Man. Oh, uh, Plastic Man or Mr. Plastic? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to take a look at that one. But that's the only way you can get anything out of your bag. Are you kidding me? And, and, and no offense to people that are overweight. But I mean, if you're sitting next to anyone who is slightly overweight, that is an incredibly uncomfortable experience. Deal with it. That's what they say to me. Deal with it. Well, I'm not dealing with it. I'm writing a strongly worded letter, which I will not get a response to. And if I do, I will read it on the podcast. So uh, I'm sure you're all on pins and needles for that garbage. So I will say that I have not watched a ton of sports in the past week. Really haven't. I mean, all I have um, in Puerto Rico, the only thing I've really had access to is um, WAPA 2, WAPA Deportes, which is a has like random games on delay not delay basically recorded what am i talking about live and pre-recorded uh day after or whatever so that and uh anything on nbc we have nbc new york there so at uh, her grandmother's house so uh i saw the sunday night game the titans and the colts which uh was actually a pretty decent football game there was one span there there were like four turnovers in like three minutes or so uh so that was good but you know the rest of the time running around the island doing what i gotta do didn't even get to go in the water. Didn't even go in to go. You know, I didn't even get, even get on the beach. I know. I wasn't going to, you know, swim to Cuba or anything. But, I mean, didn't even get anything near there. Nope. Went to Old San Juan a few times. Drank enough. God, I've, I've drank. It's doing so well before. So, so well. And, uh, yeah, that's gone to hell. Just got on the scale. Yeah, but eight, nine. Uh, granted, I've been drinking a little bit today. But eight, nine pound gain since uh, the last one. Yikes. Uh, whatever. Anyways. So that was uh, my vacation. I hope everyone, uh, it wasn't a vacation, but that was my trip. Hope everyone enjoyed your New Year's, your Christmas, all of that. I hope uh, you celebrated Jesus' birthday well. Um, uh, I'm sure the Catholic Church is something disgusting to, uh, I don't know, look bad. Uh, not really sure what I'm talking about. But I hope you enjoyed your New Year's, which is always a terrible holiday. Last night uh, in a Houston hotel room, drinking, uh, I think it was a $12 wine, which is worse than Franzia. And uh, I downed that along with a few, uh, well, that was my wife's. She took one sip of it and then took my Sierra Nevada. So then I took the, uh, whatever that wine was. It was so bad. Yet I needed more booze. And I went back down to the bar. And I said they were open to 11, so it was 1045. I said, yes, I'm going to get a beer right before the ball drops in the East Coast as if it fucking matters. But I go there and the bartender is closing up shop. And I was like, you done? She's like, yeah, all set. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not your supervisor. You don't have to, like, approve that with me. I was looking for a beer. Uh, I said, hey, uh, have a happy new year. And I said, yeah, happy new year. Yep. So. There's almost a little fight, too, in the hall. And <laughs> get off the elevator. There are these kids going up the elevator. And this family, which, they, you know, they didn't look like they're in the best shape in the sense that they're checking into a uh, hotel at about, a, you know, 11.45 at, uh, 10.45 at night on, in Houston time there. Four kids checking on. And they're, like, they're all huddled around the elevator. And the kids are getting off. And, you know, so the family story has to part the seas. They're like Moses. And, you know, the mom doesn't really move. And one of the girls, she must have been, I don't know, 20, 21, 22. She could have been more than 25. Like, says as if the mom's right there. That bitch looked like she didn't even move. Like, she she didn't move like she was going to slap somebody. And I, like, looked right at the mom. And she had this look as if she had a gun. She would put it in the back of that girl's head and pull the trigger. Um, and then I had to get back on the, I had to get on the elevator with that entire family and the mom, I think the son was just like, you don't look like you're going to slap anybody. He was like eight years old. So that was fun. 
Uh, let's see. What do we got going on here since, uh, since, since we last talked? This might be a shorter podcast in the sense. Uh, Happy New Year. Fuck you. Yes, I already have that. <laughs> Here's another thing about airlines, though. You have people that cannot figure out when the correct time is to go to the bathroom. You know, you have people that as soon as the beverage selection, uh, you know, beverage service part begins or the food service part begins, you have people get up for the bathroom right after. And they're like up the ass of the person giving the drinks or the food. It's like, you're, you're not making your way through this. The cart takes up the entire aisle. You're not making your way around. What are you doing? But they, they, they're on top of them like a supervisor the whole time. <laughs> Micromanaging. It's like, why, why don't you sit down, wait till that huge metal cart that blocks the entire aisle is out of the way. And then you can go, you know, go to the piss hole. I mean, that, 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 that could be a relatively easier solution than what you're actually doing for all of us to say how much of a loser you are. Is that the biggest loser? The one who talks about it on a podcast afterwards? <laughs> I mean, am I right? Oh, and by the way, just to stay on the airline subject for a second. I mean, is there any other subjects here? Um, on the way to Puerto Rico. So I got my lounge. I mean, I am lounging out of my goddamn mind now. I'm going to NBA games. I'm going to lounge. Thank you, Aldo Greco, the admirable Aldo, Gre- Aldo Greco. Uh, and now um, I'm going to lounges at airports. I mean, it's just listen. You know what I just said to myself the other day? I looked at my, I, I brushed my teeth, I washed my face, I got ready for bed, and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just said, "Listen, hey Brian, you're a lounge guy." I mean, that's the kind of guy I am. From the Bob Euchre, you know, uh, nosebleed seats. Now I'm a lounge guy. I'm a lounge guy. That's what I am. So this lounge in Washington, D.C., uh, I talked a little bit about it on Twitter, but, you know, all the food you can eat. Uh, there's some decent food. They're all the sweets and, uh, yeah, I've been drinking enough, been feeling good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was uh, hungry for the sweets. So I must have had about eh, six, seven oatmeal raisin cookies. Maybe that's where the poundage came, Brian, never came off. And, you know, get Budweiser and Bud Light. Budweiser, Bud Light, and uh, white and red wine, complimentary of United. That's a $15 pass. So next time, people, listen to me for the love of God, especially if you're flying United, which, did you just do 15 minutes about why you should never fly United, Brian? Forget that part. That part's over. Um, Look on eBay or Amazon just to get these these passes. It's better than going to the the local Chili's and and spending $50 on on a few drinks and an appetizer. Don't do it. You're better than that, for the love of Christ. Jesus. So, yeah, I I was was hitting the town on uh, the red wine there. To the point where the lady was, I was just like, yeah, another red wine. She's like, oh, what time's your flight leaving? And I'm just like, that is a cue that you've been drinking too much. I, I mean, I barely said anything. I wasn't, it was just the, the volume. It wasn't my actions or anything like that. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to Puerto Rico. They're like, oh, going home. I was like, I look Puerto Rican now. Is, is that, is that what's going on? Uh, I, I told my family in Puerto Rico, they're like, ah, yes, finally it's happening. But it's a little weird. I've never been, I've never been accused of being anything other than a pale, uh, pale pasty male from the Northeast. I mean, that, that's kind of been my, uh, status quo, my MO, who I am, my identity. But yeah, basically, I, I also, uh, I couldn't really, couldn't really stop talking about it apparently after a few drinks in Puerto Rico too. Like, oh, Brian, tell me more about the lounge. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I know you're mocking me, but let me tell you about the lounge. Uh, I'm a lounge guy, by the way. Lounge guy. I'm a lounge guy. So, what is this? A seven-year-old... What was that? What did that just say? 
Oh, yeah. I saw this on the news in Houston. A seven-year-old is dead after Houston area drive-by shooting. Her mother urges the gunman to be a man and turn himself in. That was so weird. And, and maybe there's something to that story. I just remember seeing it last night that, like, oh, it was totally unprovoked. This guy just drove up on people and started shooting. The... It seems odd. That seems odd. Granted, any, anything can happen. I mean, look at Aaron Hernandez. Look at Trump. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Is there anything to talk about? We got, we got, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the timestamp every time. I feel like that's annoying. Uh, yeah, Trump uh, shot down Santa in the eyes of uh, children. That's what, that's, that's a nice guy. He's working on that wall. I don't know what's going to happen. Someone's got to get in his ear and say, hey, stupid. It's country to run here. Can you fucking do it? Forget the wall. It's over. And for all these people that want Trump, like, impeached, I know I'm a broken record here. But wait to hear about what Mike Pence thinks the direction the country should go in. Oh, you're all such fart-smelling assholes. You all probably all work for United. Oh, God, I hate all of you. Uh, let's see. Yet my spending anxiety at the end of the trip. Do you guys have that when you're, when you're, when you're on a trip? You're like, I've already spent so much goddamn money. And you're looking, you're looking at the credit card and it's just like, it's getting bigger by the cent. And, you know, and here's another person, that another entity that can go to hell. That's dollar rent-a-car. So... You know, we, I, I for, completely forgot about this. It was not on the agenda. So we go to Puerto Rico and hey, we're open at, uh, 3 a.m. when I come in. That's a lie. I call several times. I didn't expect them to be open. You got to understand. And I don't know if it's on like sort of all islands where it's just the mentality, just whatever. Puerto Rico, it's just whatever. You know, it's like we're open. No, we're not open. Uh, yeah. The, that sign says go that way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, actually, you go the other way. It's just nothing fucking makes sense. So I go there. Well, I, I call, no, no one answers, and then of course I have to take a, a taxi who tries to screw me over and goes the long way, which is which is delightful, which I love that. Um, but we go the next day to uh, where are we go? Do- dollar rent a car, and we're waiting. I'd say ten fifty minutes, and they say, "Oh, what model's your car?" Not, not even asking the name. I was like, "Oh, you know, I just got the cheapest shit." Yeah, it's like a Kia. Oh, we're, we're going to take you on a, we're going to go to, we're going to go to our other place because no more cars here. I'm just like, well, there's several cars out there. There's many, many cars. But anyways, I felt like Jerry being like, you don't know how to keep the reservation. So they put us in the shuttle, drives about 20 minutes away. And then we wait even more. And the guy's like, oh, you want, you want the pat, you want the tolls. Thanks. And it's a total ripoff, but you know what? I will take ripoff over convenience. No, I will take convenience over ripoff. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just give me the whole thing. That's fine. And he's like, okay, cool. I sign it. I pay whatever. And, uh, you know, 30, 35, 60, I believe is the exact price. Cool, cool, cool. So I return the car way there. And they're like, oh, sir, we have an issue here. You did not purchase the, the, the pass and you went over, uh, used the passes several times and we'll have to charge you $50 for every time. So it's going to be about $150. I was like, <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen because I did that. I told that guy I wanted it. Well, sir, I don't see anything here. Well, I told him I wanted it. My wife was there. She's not a liar. Did this happen? Yes. He told him he wanted it. Guess what? I can't force someone to charge me something. So I don't know what you want me to do. Why would I do this? If I knew I'd be charged fifty dollars $50 every time, why would I do that? Uh, okay, sir, let me talk to. Let me. I'll have you meet with the supervisor. I look over at the supervisor's office. He's sitting there with his legs up, not doing shit, drinking coffee, shooting it with the other guys. And I was like, "Do I walk over there? Whatever." 
And then they say, oh, I, I walk over there. You don't get to meet the supervisor. He just looks at you and talks to the phone through. The, he's just like, so I don't understand why I'm walking over to this cubicle, like the manager at a car rental place where they're going to feed me a bunch of shit. Now, this guy won't even meet with me because, you know, obviously he's intimidated. He knows I'm a lounge guy. So we go back to the place where I'm originally speaking to the woman. She goes, all right, so we're just going to charge you for the daily four ninety nine amount that we would have charged you before. I said, ah, perfect. I love it. Let's do it. That makes all the sense in the world. I will pay that other than your, your, your $150, you know, range, whatever bullshit you had. So what's the thing come out to again? A 3560. And I look at it and they're like, just sign here. This is for that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's slow the fuck down here. And I'd love to have a huge blow up and be a ridiculous gringo and look like an asshole. Again, over like $30. But isn't that the same price that I was originally charged? Holy shit. But you know what? I didn't have time to fight it. Got a flight to catch. Didn't really have time to deal with the BS. So I hopped down there and it's just like, they're going to get a piece of my mind too. Another strongly worded letter. United and dollar rent-a-car. Fuck you. Um, how about Louis C.K., huh? I know that, that, that that's controversial. <laughs> oh, boy, not, not really much of a transition of that guy. Oh, whoa. So uh, he, he, he heard me kind of, I'm not Louis C.K., and I don't think I went that far, but I think you heard a few podcasts ago, some of these Parkland uh, kids, what, what you, the hogs of the world. <laughs> the hogs. Stop it. I mean, I, I'm not going to say... I thought I thought it was funny. Fine. I'll say it. I'll say it. Crucify me. End the show. Whatever. You know, I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. So it's funny to mock, uh, you know, school shootings. Jerry Seinfeld had the number one show in the country and used one of his episodes strictly for making out during Schindler's List about the Holocaust. And no one said a goddamn word. We all thought it was a great episode. All it was said the whole time, you were necking during Schindler's List? How about that list? Oh, yeah, it was some list out, yeah. No one said a goddamn word. Now, granted, does it have the same crudeness as Louis C.K.? No. Talk about a little of exposure. That's a leaked goddamn video to TMZ. Jerry Seinfeld was on a pedestal in in front of the entire, well, I don't say world, but the entire country. And no one said anything. That is where we are, people. And I'm glad I even saw some like ultra liberal people coming out and saying, Hey, guess what? Didn't like Louis CK's act. He hasn't changed. You have, you know, he hasn't changed. That's the same fuck. If he didn't do all that crazy, weird, freaky borderline criminal shit, this wouldn't have been a story. This would maybe have been a story on page 48. We're in this world now. Oh man. And I saw some, I saw the great Bill Burr. Someone in a quote tweeted him saying, uh, the, the woke mob will come for him soon. Cause he's like, we got to believe all women, all of them, 87%. I'll give you, but you know, what about the ones that key your cars and, you know, you let your house on fire. We got to believe them. Uh, he's, he's world. The world no longer meets in the middle. Oh, Brian, Brian, you're, you're so fresh. But I mean, seriously though, it's like, you can't even understand each other's side on anything. Forget politics. Forget just a point. Just a point of view on a, on a small little story. Whatever. I don't know what else to say. Uh, so we might hear about Manny Machado and Bryce. Ar- well, Manny Machado, I guess, is going to be possibly this week, I believe. And all indications are pointing toward the New York Yankees. I don't like the guy, but I know it's the right decision. We'll put it that way. I don't like him, and there are going to be times that he, he really pisses me off. 
but I feel, oh man, the, the, I hate admitting when I don't like somebody that they should get them. That that's why I always, whenever you hear me talk about Manny Machado on this podcast, it's always just like, I don't know, but it makes sense. I'm gonna dislike the guy. I mean, a pitcher would be better, but what are you gonna do? Manny Machado is gonna, whatever. I really wouldn't lose any sleep if they get either of them, but that's me. Um, I think we'll leave it at that today, huh? We're doing it on a, we're doing it on a Monday. Maybe we'll get another one by the end of the week, huh? I don't know what I'm talking about. So uh, I hope everyone had a great New Year. Um, hope you didn't do anything stupid. You know, wake up anywhere weird, uh, with anyone weird, or drink too much, or get arrested, or be a, you know all that shit. I hope it. I hope 2019 is a great year for all of you. I appreciate all your support. Uh, there, there is a group of of some of you guys that are hardcore supporters of the show. And you know what? I, I can't thank you enough because without you, oh, shut up, Brian. No, but seriously, you guys are great. And, um, I look forward to your continued support in 2019. Cause, uh, this is the year. <laughs> this is the year. Watch out all those top podcasts on iTunes. They're going to finally start relating to Mike Francis and my United lounge experiences and my hate of a rod. It is going to the top of iTunes. Watch out. Tell your friends, be the first one on your block to know about the Red Ticket Blues podcast. I don't believe any of that, but there will be a strongly worded letter to United. Follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. And uh, hey, leave a review on the podcast. It's 2019. Come on. Grab somebody's iPhone. Do someone a good deed. huh? Resolution was going to be nicer. Am I right? Not think of yourself so much. Think of others. It's better to uh, give rather than receive. We missed that season. That season's over. iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, especially the iTunes and Stitcher. Mostly iTunes. I mean, Stitcher, there's only a few reviews. And I think it's too difficult because you can't really do it from the app on Stitcher. I think that's what kills it. So iTunes, people, just go to search. Some people go, I don't want to do it. I already subscribe. I don't know where you review. Go to iTunes. Go to search. Put in Red Ticket Blues. And uh, you will click on that and go down. You'll see the reviews, see all review or leave a review. That's how you do it. Do, do I have to hold your hand through this goddamn process? You're not getting the, You want the middle seat? You're having the middle seat. All right, Brian, enough of the bit. Anyways, uh, I appreciate all of you. I will talk to you very soon, possibly later this week. So with all that being said, rock on. My name is L, I'm for Queens. I heard about your man, he like the lace shoe with green. Don't shake up on a mosquito with Donna jeans. But he slipped up and threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy cause he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains with rocks. Official hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot. Making love, Duke is weak, then he falling asleep. You on the phone with your old peeps, dying to creep between my sheets. So what you got Chanel on your feet? Hot sex on a platter makes the mission complete, uh. Well, 
Rose and Chris Dow got a Mac and funny style. He ain't watching you, he'd rather watch his money pal. Can't protect treasures when it's in a glass house. Soon as he turn the corner, I'ma turn the turn out full blown. Putting in the six with the chrome, yo B. Why you leave your honey all alone with me? Just because you blessed with cash doesn't mean your honey won't let me finesse that. She see the moral of the story is a woman need love. The kind you're so called players never dreamed of. You got to try love, can't buy love. If you play your hand, then it's bye bye love. Damn, but your honey ran away like presto, alakazam. Man made the money, money never made the man. You still faking jacks, throwing rocks on a hand. See, you put your pack down, now you need no brown rock roller. With so much ice, your cap's polar. I got a smoking beanies, modeling bikinis. Pushing your whip on the fair wick to see me. I keep it steamy, I make it burn when it's my turn. Teach your shorty all the jewels that you never learned. Don't get it twisted, getting money ain't wrong. But she wanna make love all night long, I'm gone. 